Cyril John, known as John, was my grandfather until he passed away a few years ago. He was a preacher man, and so, as I seek to read, explain, wrestle with scripture on this podcast, I also seek to raise a glass to honour the memory and the legends that is CJG, my grandfather. Hi everybody, my name is Darren, and welcome to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we'll be exploring the Bible and interviewing some of the unsung heroes of the Christian faith. I hope this inspires you to know Jesus Christ and to make him known, to live the wonderful life that Jesus calls us to live, that no doubt will lead us into all sorts of adventure and into all sorts of trouble. Good morning, Saints, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you are listening to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man. We are reading a letter together written by Paul to a church he helped start in Corinth around AD 50 to AD 51. The first four chapters deal with the issue of status and what it means to be called by God as his holy people, to partner with Jesus Christ through service to bring about the rule and reign of heaven to earth in the here and the now. And Paul reminds us in chapter 5 that we are to be like fresh dough, yeast free, mouldable, ready to be baked and then ready to be broken and distributed out into the world, just as Christ demonstrated for us on the cross. And so today we turn to chapter 6 where Paul continues to call out some impurities, some old yeast if you like, that the church in Corinth need to deal with. These are reports of lawsuits amongst the believers and Paul says this is wrong, this is the wrong way of dealing with disputes, giving a bad impression of God's holy people and Paul says this right in front of unbelievers, Paul says. It's a bad impression, the way that they're dealing with things. And then he goes on in verse 9, dealing with very similar issues in chapter 5, about certain types of sin within the church. Sexual sin, theft, abuse, drunk behaviour, fraud, and so on. And Paul in verse 9 says, Don't you know that those who do wrong will have no share in the kingdom of God? Now Paul, in my view, isn't saying that if you are doing these things that you are going to hell and that there is no way back to God. No, I'm sure about that because Paul writes in Romans that nothing can separate us from the love of God. But it's important to remind ourselves what is the kingdom of God. And some might say, well, that's heaven where we go when we die. And that might be right. But for Jesus, he was clear. The kingdom of heaven is the establishment of the rule and the reign of God on earth, here, now, today. It is the ushering in of God's culture right now, today. It is the entering into the party of God on earth, right now, today. And as Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer, he says this, Your kingdom come on earth as it is also in heaven. And Paul reminds the Corinthians that if you are living in such a way that isn't what, uh, then God doesn't close the door 
to your partnership in the kingdom of heaven, but rather you exclude yourself due to the sin and failings in your own life. Jesus, when he talks about the kingdom of God, always precedes this with a statement or a story about repentance. Jesus said this, he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so those two things go hand in hand, our own personal repentance and our partnership in the ushering of God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And Paul in this chapter reminds the Corinthians that they and we are called to be God's holy people, set apart for a special purpose, that is to partner with Jesus in the ushering of this kingdom on earth. And how can they, how can we do that if our lives are going in the wrong direction? And Paul, like Jesus, calls us out and urges us to change direction, to get rid of the old yeast and turn from our sin. And then we can share fully in the kingdom of God. And then Paul starts to talk about our physical bodies and looking after them. He says this, your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. And of course, the obvious point that Paul is making here is that if you are indulging in wrong practices, in sin in your life, then you are physically affecting your mind and your body in which the Holy Spirit is meant to dwell. But I think there is a deeper point that Paul is making, and that is about sacrament. A sacrament is an outward sign of an inward happening, an inward working of grace in your life. Paul writes to the Corinthians, reminding them that they are God's holy people, saved by grace, called to live in the Spirit of God. That inward happening is to be reflected in our physical body. I think that's quite a challenge as we look at our physical and mental health. Even if you are the fittest and most attractive person in the world, is that because of an inward spiritual happening? And it's a challenge, isn't it? Particularly for me as I go for my first pint in a pub since lockdown. Because if Christ is at work in me, and if Christ is at work in you, then our physical bodies are a sign of that work of grace in our lives. Saints, I confess I look at myself in the mirror and I'm not sure my physical or indeed my mental health often reflects the grace of God at work in my life. I know that Christ is at work in me, but I've not seen my physical body or even my mental headspace as a sacrament before. Maybe I'll be more careful now and what I eat and what I drink and the amount of exercise that I take or even what I wear. Saints, I don't think that the call here is to become a supermodel, but I do think there is a bigger question about our body being a physical witness, a physical sign of God's work of grace within us. Perhaps in a world of negative body image, being healthy and fit, not because we've consumed negative images or messages from the world, but because we are so filled with the knowledge of God's love for us is entirely what we as the world need. I'll say that again, saints. I don't think the call here is to become a supermodel, but I do think there is a bigger question about our body being a physical witness of God's work within us. Perhaps in a world of negative body image, our desire to be fit and healthy 
is should be from a place of knowing that God loves us and perhaps in a world where we have these negative images and messages on social media maybe that's just what the world needs to hear that the, Jesus loves us and is at work in us and therefore that's reflected in our physical bodies wow you look really good today and my response yes that's because I know Jesus loves me and he is at work in my life Saints, let's ponder on those things as we now read 1 Corinthians chapter 6 together. When you have something against another Christian, why do you file a lawsuit and ask a secular court to decide the matter, instead of taking it to other Christians to decide who is right? Don't you know that someday we Christians are going to judge the world? And since you are going to judge the world, can't you decide these little things amongst yourselves? Don't you realise that we Christians will judge angels? So we should surely be able to resolve ordinary disagreements here on earth. If you have legal disputes about such matters, why do you go outside to judges who are not respected by the church? I'm saying this to shame you. Isn't there anyone in all of the church who is wise enough to decide these arguments? But instead, one Christian sues another right in front of unbelievers. To have such lawsuits at all is a real defeat. It's a real defeat for you. Why not just accept the injustice and leave it at that? Why not let yourselves be cheated? But instead, you yourselves are the ones who do wrong and cheat even your own Christian brothers and sisters. Don't you know that those who do wrong will have no share in the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin, who are idol worshippers, adulterers, male prostitutes, homosexuals, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, abusers and swindlers, none of these will have a share in the kingdom of God. There was a time when some of you were just like that, but now your sins have been washed away and you have been set apart for God. You have been made right with God because of what the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of our God have done for you. You may say, I'm allowed to do anything, but I reply, not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say, food is for the stomach and the stomach is for the food. That is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But our bodies were not made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord and the Lord cares about our bodies and God will raise our bodies from the dead by his marvellous power just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realise that your bodies are actually part of Christ? Should a man take his body which belongs to Christ and join it with a prostitute? Never! And don't you know that if a man joins himself to a prostitute he becomes one body with her? For the scripture says the two are united into one, but the person who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Run away from sexual sin, no other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does, for sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Or don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price, so you must honour God with your body. Saints, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
So grace and peace, saints, uh, maybe think about that as, uh, as we progress throughout the day. And tomorrow uh, we begin uh, a different section of 1 Corinthians, beginning with 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It's a, a section of questions that Paul answers, um, questions that the Corinthian church have asked Paul, questions about marriage and freedom and so on. Uh, so uh, I'll, I'll, um, I'll leave you to, to reread 1 Corinthians 6 and let's pick it up again tomorrow in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Grace and peace. You've been listening to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we seek to read, explain and wrestle with scripture and hear from some of the unsung heroes of the faith. If you've enjoyed listening to the Dazcast, then don't forget to like, share and subscribe whatever podcast platform you are listening on. And as ever, stay tuned for future episodes. So saints, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.